for tuning in to Daters Gonna Date. This is your favorite Irish dating podcast where we talk ghosting, puff, bumble, tinder, bad dates, good dates, and everything in between. Stay tuned for laughs, some tears, and definitely some good stories. Hello and welcome to another episode of Daters Gonna Date with myself, Roisin. And me, Nicola. How are you doing? Grant, not too bad. I think, um, you know, I, I know it's funny because I was listening back to our last episode with the psychic and, you know, we were both saying, you know, we, we knew this likelihood was this would go on to March and etc. But just seeing it all in black and white and it being official the other week, just really, I was like, oh, so it's like proper, proper real now that we're we're doing it. But um, look, the evenings are getting a bit brighter. You know, we, we get light till about 10 past the five, you know. <laughs> um, I appreciate every five minutes, every time I see it's a bit brighter. So absolutely. I remember when it was going dark at four. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And a bit of snow the other week was a bit of crack as well. And, uh, and like something different. Like, do you remember when we got locked down for the blizzard and we were like three days locked down? And we were like wild animals when we were released. Like, what are you going to be like? Oh, after remember that? people sludging through the snow to get to the pub, like the long haul was open and people were there in their trackies <laughs> and like working boots because they had to wear to walk and there's no taxis or anything. And I was like, the place is chaos. So can you imagine we eventually are allowed back into a pub and it's just going to be insane. I feel like there's going to have to be staggered releases do you know what I mean? They're going to have to <laughs> let waves be people out at the time. It's going to be fucking mental. Um, but yeah, look, sure. We'll get through it. We'll keep going, keep the head down and just trying to find any little thing to, you know, be grateful for, you know, be positive. It's hard. It's getting harder to do. But um, we just kind of got to keep that mindset. What about you? How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like I went out walking the other day, of course, because like what else do you do? And I saw the daffodils are starting to pop up and I was like, that is always my sign that things the evenings are getting brighter. It's getting a bit more towards, you know, even if we're locked down, we'll be allowed to sit in the garden soon. And that's the kind of what I'm aiming towards. I'm like, right, even if I'm locked down, if I go and sit in my garden, but I you know freezing my arse off, that would be great. Um and just yeah. Just kind of plodding yes. along. My friend would text me there and was like, Any news? I was like, How? How would I have news? The only news I could have would be, I caught COVID, but I haven't. So, like, that would literally be the only thing you could. Yeah, small mercies, Nicola. You don't have COVID. It's another thing to put in the gratitude journal today, actually, that I still do not have COVID. So, there are oh, little things we can be grateful for. Every time I do gratitude, don't have COVID. That's like number one. <laughs> We got a great guest this week. It was uh, recorded, obviously, in January. I think there's a mention of it within there. Um, in case you're like, these girls are in lockdown so long, they still think it's January. But we have a great guest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I'm absolutely delighted because I've been a huge fan of this guy for a really, really long time. And so we managed to have a little chat with the incomparable Paddy Smith, which I was so excited. I followed him 
four years. I think like, you know, uh, me and my roommate are big fans. You embarrassed her in front of him one time many, many years <laughs> ago. Um, and uh, if you don't know him, give him a follow. He did win the Circle UK there in 2019. He's, you know, a disabled activist. And uh, the reason we reached out to him is because on his Instagram stories, he was talking about how people felt about dating someone with a disability. Um, So we kind of chatted about that and loads of other different things, including uh, what gives you the ick, etc. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll touch on that a bit more, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to the interview with Paddy and then we'll, we'll chat a bit about the ick factor afterwards, I think. Hi, Paddy, how are Hello. you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Not too bad at all. Listen, Paddy, if people don't know who you are, and I don't know who would know you at this stage, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I hate this part. It's so narcissistic, so narcissistic, isn't it? I probably, uh, in, in layman's terms, I'm a reality show whore. Um, <laughs> nice. Who was on, who's been on first dates and the circle. I won the show last year and I'm also a disabled activist who works a lot with different disability organisations and getting more representation out there on mainstream media is essentially what I try to do. And then you, basically on my Instagram, I just show you me being an absolute, making a tin of myself day to day. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's really what I do. I don't know why people watch me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it. You made a tear yourself. So that's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a gas bitch, Paddy. I've been following you for years, like on my own private account. Um, I just think you're, you're so funny and so oh, honest. Thank you. I suppose like you don't see very many people like disability activists in that sense, like and being honest on like social media not painting it as yeah. it's all perfect or it's all problems like at least you kind of you show the good the bad and the ugly yeah I try to show everything you know like even with my circle win I showed the bad side of that as well as the good side because a lot of people think oh when you're the winner of this type of show like you must be on the roller coaster ride of your life and the reality was although it did open up doors for me and I got a lot of stuff from it it also like I had a lot of like imposter syndrome and depression from it because I was essentially like the anti-winner of the show um, the person that people didn't expect to win and then to come out to that kind of trolling was really tough and I had to go to like a bit of counselling for it and I also had a great time and my bank account says I had a great time as well <laughs> I show every side of it because I think when you're a viewer watching these people online you can kind of get caught up in oh my god why isn't my life like that it looks so glamorous they get the opportunities that we don't get yada 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 um, and I think it's good to show kind of every aspect of that kind of life. Yeah. Um, One thing that I found really, really interesting is kind of something you were doing there over the last couple of days where you were putting up polls basically about dating and if people would date uh, somebody with a disability or however you feel. Um, How did you feel about the kind of results and the the kind of responses you got from that? Um, Do you know what? This all came about because it's always been in the back of my head because I struggle with it myself being having cerebral palsy um, within my legs from birth and especially within the gay community. It's all like it's really about image. They're very image conscious. So when you're a minority within a minority itself, it's very hard to find your footing. I never really felt attracted. And then I saw this article by the BBC um, just before I did the polls like last week 
and this couple got married. One was a wheelchair user and one was able-bodied. And when they put the picture of their um, of their wedding up, they were met with comments like, um, she must be going elsewhere for sex. Is this photoshopped? Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, you know, is this a joke? Do you know what I mean? Is she blind? Like that kind of stuff. So then that really sparked and ignited a kind of fire in me to reopen this discussion. Um, because a lot of things is what I found, and this is great, by the way, I want to say with invisible disabilities, we've kind of made such a step forward in understanding them, in accepting them. You know, you know, mental health is such a big thing these days that we've kind of we've we've kind of we've taken a giant leap towards a better future for people with mental health issues Mm -hmm. or invisible disabilities. But when it comes to the physicality of a disability, if you're physically disabled, because we live in such a picture-perfect, Instagrammable world, I really feel that because that doesn't fit the ideal of the perfect couple or, you know, your Instagrammable picture together, it's people are not as understanding or not as open to discussing that type of disability. Do you get me? Because yeah. it's so visible for everyone yeah. to see. Um, and that's why I did the polls. And do you know what, girls, as well? It, it's good to note that, you know, even the results that I got were, some of them were very shocking. Most of those people, like, I know I sound like I'm my own artist here, but most of those people are my fans. So they're going to probably be nicer to me on yeah. the poll. Yeah. Do you get me? Oh, yeah. If you got a third party to do it, the polls could be even worse than what I saw on my Instagram. Yeah, because they know you can see that you've sent it and they're following you and they want, they, they like you, but you're also going, well, if this wasn't somebody you follow, if this was just somebody else with the same yeah. disability, you don't know, would you have said the same answer? Mm. And what I found with the dating ones was a lot of people, when I just said the question, would you date, would you, would you date someone with a disability? They said, 33% said, I don't know. I don't know. And like 70% said yes, okay? Yeah. But disability is such a broad term, okay? Mm -hmm. And then when I broke it down into kind of sections and more specific questions, like would you date someone who was a wheelchair user? The results were a lot closer. I think it was like 50% saying yes, 45% saying I don't know. You know, yeah, and then what I found really interesting, and that's why I brought kind of invisible disability into it. I said, Would you continue to date someone with an invisible disability if they told you, you know, after a few dates or whatever? And 90% of people said yes, only 10% of people said no, you know, which shows you. And then I said, Would you be more willing to? Would you be more willing to date someone who wasn't a wheelchair user but still disabled? And it was like 60% said yes, 40% said um, that wouldn't change it. So it really shows it's, it's the visible aspect. It's the lack of so seeing that anywhere else. So you don't like, you might see a celebrity who's gone through the, as you say, the invisible disability, who's, you know, struggled with their mental health but they've got a loving wife, husband, whatever. And that person has stuck by them. But we don't see any, on TV, we don't see in, in celebrities, someone who's married to somebody with a disability. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. Yeah, I know. And you see, that's the, that's the thing everyone has to kind of think of because we're not really used to it. Mm. And plus, 
with uh, visible disabilities as well, if you think of aspects of like shows where disabilities are at the forefront, it's always like the lovable victim. That's really the role we play, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if you think of the undateables, if you think of movies, like, you know, a lot of it is them overcoming their disability yeah and overcoming the aspect to becoming better you know they're not just better as they are or who they are and they're never really rarely seen as a sexual being yeah there's no real love stories actually when you think about it where you know you see a disabled person on a in a movie or a show where it's like almost their disability is not talked about if that makes sense and they're just a person who has a life Exactly. The only one I can think of is in um, Notting Hill. The woman who'd been in the car accident, you know, they they backstory that so they make sure how everybody knows why she's in the wheelchair. They got together before she was in the wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or it's like they get with their nurse. Yes. <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah, they get with the person who's taking care of them or whatever. Yeah. Who has that taking care of role? So a lot of aspects. Why can't you be inspiring and be sexy? Why does it have to be one or the other? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so this is um, this is what you're putting out there, like yeah, going yeah. that side, going, hey, I'm a yeah. sexy bitch too. Yeah, I know. I'm quite scarlet for me, to be honest. I mean, who do I think I am? Just an album going around. But I really think it's the conversation that needs to be had, and people need to start physically and visibly looking at people with disabilities as not as not victims and people mm. that need to be looked after, but. Yeah are allowed it's like almost society thinks they're not allowed to find people with disabilities attractive like there's something wrong with it because you're saying how have you personally found like online dating or dating like how's the experience been for you um do you know what i mean don't get me wrong i've got around um (laughs) i've got around and but it hasn't come without its setback in terms of it's a lot to do with my own inner it's a lot to do with your own inner confidence as well do you know and I'm lucky enough that I can walk around so I just have the crutches and stuff so that is an aspect that I'm lucky to have as a disabled person like I can still but it still does play a toll like take a toll on you in terms of like when I was younger coming into the gay scene and stuff and still sometimes to this day it creeps in like I might if someone shows me attention I might like jump at them because I'm so happy they've showed me attention almost like I don't I might not even find them attractive you know yeah I'm just like oh my god like I'm lucky that they are even talking to me which I shouldn't feel like that no god Uh, no but I get it because if you feel like you have to work for a date like it's so much effort as it is and then to have something that's or that's automatically like something you have to put yourself out there and tell people it's autom- it's yeah. so much work so like i get why you're like okay he likes me he'll do we've all been yeah. there <laughs> i know i know and look i don't and look i've had boyfriends and like i don't as i get older i don't do it now and i've become a lot more aware and okay with myself and kind of fall in love with my body, which is the biggest thing for a disabled person because your body is different. You are different, you know? And that's never celebrated and looked at as like a beautiful thing. It's looked at as like, oh, poor that, you know? So it's a lot of your own kind of self-reflection and self-growth because as soon as I became confident within that, a lot of people 
like we're coming forward if that makes sense yeah so it was a weird one but I still I still have it in the back of my head like sometimes like I was talking to a guy like a few weeks ago and I I have like on my profile my disability and stuff but I still told him in the message that I had my disability and a part of me was like why am I doing that though do you know like I've put it out there I've put it on the profile why am I already like just reedifying what is already there just in case and I know why it's because I don't want to get hurt again yeah there's a lot of times I've, I've met up with people and they're like oh I didn't realise you're disabled and then just ghost me you know oh god so there's a lot of aspects of and I put that as a poll as well and that was much closer it was like 45% of people thought I should uh, should do it um, like text them even though my disability is on the profile and 55% was like no you shouldn't so like it's just a conversation that there's so much to talk about and a lot mm-hmm. of people are afraid to talk about dating and dis- yeah. disability I mean what are your thoughts on this as people I mean, who honestly, are abled I just feel like if you have it on your profile that should be more than enough like if someone's dumb enough not to read it or not to look mm. at it properly then that's probably not someone who you should be with if they're that thick that they can't read a couple of words or look at a photograph but then I can also understand that feeling of like, oh, maybe I should just re- reiterate because, yeah. you know, the thought of meeting up with someone in person and then making like a facial reaction or like, yeah. you know, like you can see it on yeah. someone's face. That's that's my worry that if I was talking to somebody and they didn't disclose something. Now, I wouldn't have anything against it. I've swiped, I swiped for a fella before who did not swipe back for me, who was a ride in a wheelchair. I'm just like, it's not all about you differently able people. Huh? <laughs> Some of us are being rejected as well over here. Um, You're not so special. <laughs> but what I was, I was thinking was that like, I would hate to turn up and th- th- make a face. It would just simply because I would be shocked that I didn't know, but it doesn't, it would mean anything like, you know, if, if some, I'm just using a wheelchair because it's a very physical uh, disability you see very, you straight, see straight away um, in terms of the chair. If I didn't know that, I would, it might just be a second where I go, oh, I didn't know. Oh, sure, it's fine. But because that could really hurt yeah. that other person, my instant reaction. Even if I stayed and had the best night with them, they're going to think my first reaction is that. Yeah. So I, I, but it, I, then I feel like why should you have to tell me you know that kind of way so I kind of see I'm torn a bit uh, we're always um, anyway the biggest thing is we're always going to be fighting an uphill battle because mm. being more than just disabled and that's why sometimes like over sexualize and fun things like that because I want to be seen as a sexual being rather than just a disabled guy who needs to be looked after and I think a lot of things like that that the mainstream media do don't help that I mean why don't they ever have not all the time why don't they ever have like a disabled model on the cover of their uh, magazines yeah. being funny you know yeah. because a lot of this is we're, we're not exposed to it so when you're not exposed to something, you don't truly understand it. And when you're not exposed to something on a mass level, you don't truly like comprehend that we can just date like everyone else because we're kind of hidden in the background. Like mental disabilities are so on the forefront right now. But if you think mm-hmm. of physical disabilities and someone on the cover of a magazine with a physical disability, I mean, all I can think of is Sinead Burke. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Northern Irish model who's got Down syndrome. She's been on a couple of 
yeah. she's on been on the catwalk and stuff a little bit and so they're two but yeah you're right that's two and I, I'd love to see someone with like cerebral palsy or mm-hmm. in a wheelchair like yeah. how stunning would that be being absolutely gorgeous and being like like a sexy like you know sassy kind of like I just know goddess or god yeah no totally because you're right you don't don't see anyone be you know as a yeah being like sexual or sexy like I can't even think of like you know like a sex scene like yeah I know. A, someone with like, a disability where it's not about like oh poor this person has never had sex before I know, so I know. Yeah. they're being cleaned by their nurse they're being washed and and they're, they're, they're getting get. turned on by that you know or like <laughs> yeah. Even like who I love, Ryan O'Connell, who did a Netflix uh, series called I'm Special, was about a person with cerebral uh, palsy and he was gay. Yeah. And he had palsy in his legs and all. And he, I think he looks like me, kind of, which is hilarious. I was like, this is going to be revolutionary. Oh my God. And like the first sex he's ever had in the show was with a prostitute, which is just uh-huh. reiterating the fact that we have to pay for sex because people will not want to date us. Do you get me? Yeah. And that's in the 21st century. We're still kind of like doing, we're kind of like spouting that argument on and that nar- narrative on. I was just going to say, what do lads say to you on nights out? Like, you know, do you uh, get smacked up or is yeah. it like... Uh, I've gotten loads. Like some people would be like, oh my God, you'd be so hard if you weren't disabled. Oh, fuck uh, off, whoever said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you still have sex will be a good one as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, like those would be the two main ones really or like, yeah, a lot of things around like sex, like men, men and sex, obviously, because I'm gay. Um, if you didn't know, girl. And a lot of things around like, you know, are you still able to have sex? Stuff like that. And I'm like, of course. You're like, I'll show you. Come on. So I won't be able to do, maybe I won't be able to do all the moves in the Karmic Sutra handbook, but I'll definitely be able to give them my best shot. Do you know? And do you know what it is? It's really around, they, are, they don't understand it because it's not documented enough and there's not enough representation out there and that's really why I wanted to get out there for young people because when I'm growing up I never saw anyone on the screen that was going through what I was going through you know or that I could get dating advice off or who had gone through something um, that's you know like I have because it is different but then why can't we represent it you know why does it always have to be the same people kind of um recycled and like pushed out all the time and I think that's just a different aspect we need to look at and like why don't we bridge that gap between inspiration and like dating inspiration you know like why can't we bridge that gap be like oh he's inspiring he's lovely like fair play to him then oh my god he's a rise like let's bridge that gap and bring them together yeah, no, totally. And um, it's, it is funny because it's just like, I've just never thought about it. And it's just like yeah. someone else bringing it to the attention makes you rethink and think yeah. about what you're doing. And I would even say like, just even for our, like ourselves from our dating apps, I'm just thinking, I don't think I've seen that many men like with visible disabilities. I know they'd be uh, scared to put it on. Probably would, yeah. And, and, and I'm only just thinking that kind of now. Yeah, you see, yeah. You know? They, yeah, yeah, I mean, in the gay clubs, I, I, I'm, I'm the only ever disabled person there. I don't think I've ever seen another disabled person. 
like physically disabled person. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. And that begs the question: Is that because they're too scared? And maybe because you know we're so willing to accept people for their mental disabilities, or you know, and that is amazing. And we've made some great strides, and to have the understanding and the ability to be okay with that. But physicality, and I think it really comes down to this kind of social media, Instagram perfection. Mm-hmm. We do, and I do it. My, I've done it myself, even though I'm disabled. We do, we love to look at something beautiful, don't we? Yeah. But why isn't disability beautiful? Why is only one aspect like what media tells us is beautiful is beautiful? Why can't we find beauty in other things? Yeah, but the thing is, at least now you're saying you growing up, you had no one there representing you. Yeah. You turn on TV. Well, obviously, social media wasn't there, but now it is, and it's such a massive part of our lives. Yeah. You're doing that now for a younger generation. Hopefully. That's why I try to do what I do. That's why I went on the circle. That's why like, I do my activism work. That's why like, I've done shows like The Fitting Room and RTE, um, kind of showing like ripping the seams of fashion out and showing people that like just because on the high street you can't buy a normal outfit you know you're able to like you don't understand about different body types and that's kind of something to bring to the forefront and i think dating and disability needs to be talked about and it needs to be okay to like i got a lot of messages saying it wouldn't be but he's in the wheelchair it's the practicalities of he's in a wheelchair so like it would stop the things that we could do together Nice. in terms of like going for a hike but then I was like to them but say if they just accidentally they had an accident and ended up in a wheelchair and she was like uh, oh yeah well then I changed my life accordingly so I'm like so it's okay once they were able-bodied at one time but if they yeah. are born like that then it's a different story yeah you know, that's quite a selfish way to look at it I personally think no, you're right. Yeah. If you love someone and you were with someone and they were in an accident, yeah. you wouldn't care. You wouldn't because care. they weren't in an accident, they were born like that, and it's like, oh, the practicalities. I think that's a really easy way out, to be honest. Do you know? I think that. I think that's like your that. um, not wanting to put the effort kind of yeah. in, really, isn't it? Well, I, that's what it sounds like because it's like this is going to make a difference to my life that I'll have to change. And you're like, well, no, you don't. You just don't go for a hike with him. You do something yeah. else with him, or you know what I mean? Exactly. Not who like you go hiking with your girlfriends. Like I yeah. would rather hike with by myself than with a fella because I'd end up throwing him off the cliff because no doubt yeah. he'd be right anyway and he could tell me everything. So like it doesn't have to be you don't have to do everything with your partner. So like yeah. the fact that they're writing it off, oh I couldn't go on a hike with them. Come on. I know. Well look I've I've got it all through dates and I'm hoping like conversations and podcasts like yourselves like will kind of get the conversation out there. And as you said, Roisin, like it's getting you to think differently. You know, and that's the main thing. I don't think it's going to change overnight. I also don't think people are wrong. I just don't think it's uh, documented and represented enough. And why are we always the same one dimensional character that needs to be saved? Why aren't we already saved? And you did obviously first dates as well that you mentioned. Yeah. And and like, how did you find that? And like, I, I remember seeing it at the time. I know it's a good few years ago now. I know. Oh my um, God, 2017 that was. Well, was it that long ago? Holy yeah. shit. That's crazy. I know. We're like our moms and dads now. We're like, oh God, the years have just. You blink and they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did that years ago. And like, that was my kind of first step into the social media slash media arena. 
And yeah, like I, I did it for the exact same purpose because I think a lot of people are scared to talk about dating and sex and disability all as one subject. They're really nervous. Even people, even activists I've seen who are disabled activists don't really go down that narrative, you know? It's mm-hmm. too taboo. It's too sticky. It's too kind of a grey area of like, you know, people have a lot of opinions on it. But you know what? I like to be a bit controversial and I like <laughs> to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Some people are too afraid they're going to lose some followers if they mention yeah, something like that. And you're like, I'm like, I am going to do it because that's the only way things get changed, you know? Yeah. And I might be a niche and you might think I'm like Marmite. But at least I'm talking about something that hasn't been discussed and should be discussed. And a lot of people, even though they don't think about it, able-bodied and differently abled, will have opinions on this. Do you know? Yeah. They've never thought about it. And obviously, people who are able to, you know, we still have desires. We still, the whole thing about human, in, uh, human connection, you know, that's, we're built on that. Dating is such a big aspect of our lives. We want to find that human connection. And sometimes I think that's like taken away from someone who's physically disabled or severed in some way. Do do you think that with the younger generation being a lot more accepting of everything, really, everybody and everything? I look at my younger sisters and, you know, my youngest sister had, you know, trans people in her class. The same school I went to where there was no gay people for, for like, I know, you know, it was a massive thing to come out when we were younger as gay. Yeah. I remember the first like gay person I met who was, you know, out and it, and now you think of 25 people and plus more. So every year we get closer to acceptance in in that younger community which is great for the younger people, but, you know, obviously for you, you want the acceptance in our age group as well. Yeah, but if there isn't activists, I mean, you know, everyone has their own fight in terms of, you know, everything that's going on in the world at the minute. And and the whole world is so divided Mm -hmm. on so many topics. You know what? I think this is a topic that now we can finally address because we've addressed nearly every other thing. Why can't we address this and talk about it honestly? And I want to hear. I don't want to just like, you know, be preaching what people with differently abled or who are differently abled or have a disability uh, feel like. I want to hear from people who don't have it and why they feel that way and mm-hmm. what we need to change so we can come together. You know, this isn't, oh, I'm in one side of the room and you're on the other side of the room. I want us to have like a conversation. So that's why I put these polls out there so I can get understandings about us you know yeah and it's opening as you said it's like that opening up of the discussion maybe mm. like myself or nicola might have been afraid to say anything or open yeah. the discussion with somebody but like knowing you and you're so open and honest hopefully that that as you say that will change hopefully. people's viewpoints and um make people see things differently yeah um just to kind of maybe go on to maybe something a bit a bit more lighter yeah yeah any funny or awful or great dating stories I was texting this guy for about six months okay six months Jesus yeah, Christ was this pandemic time uh, yeah okay. we hadn't met, had met up so we decided to meet up in Phoenix Park for like a social distance coffee date mm-hmm. but he was collecting me in his car and we both have our masks on in the car and stuff and uh, we meet and he's like oh hey and he's like a farmer he's like 
Hi, how are you doing? Oh my oh god. And like we're completely opposite people. I mean, I'm like a city I'm like boy, a millennial. millennial. Like, <laughs> He's like, oh, how are you? The boys now, you know, going to get the sheep and all. And I'm like, oh god, we are completely opposites. But anyway, I'll just go and say. Then he's like, do you want to stop off for a coffee? I'm like, yeah, coffee, yeah, of course. Like, doesn't be sound nice. Obviously, like putting my best foot forward, pretending like I'm breathing, can't find this case five. No, everything's stunning. Everything's fine. Then like, he stops off at the Circle K garage, not like a little coffee shop, a Circle K garage, and he's like, and I'm like, oh god, and sorry for my accent, by the way, I have so terrible accents for now. And then um, we go Circle K coffee. I'm like, okay, grand. Are we going on a road trip? Like I thought we'd stop off at like a little cute, like you know, coffee shop, and then like walk with our coffee. Circle K garage with one of those like machines. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, thank you. Would you like a chicken and stuffing sandwich? And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like me eating on the way in the car, like my chicken and stuffing. I'm like, no, thanks. Then he gets me one anyway. And I'm like, oh, God. And then, so by, by now, I'm like, oh, God, we are complete opposites. I'm like, it's not that... It's just the whole aspect of like a Circle K garage really for a coffee and a chicken and stuff and sandwich. I mean, where the hell is the romance? Do you know? Yeah. It's just so not romantic. I mean, you wouldn't be like, oh, jeez, I'm swooned. Um, you know, <laughs> Going back to get to yeah. get proposed at, at the first date. You well, know. the Circle K on the Navin Road here. I know, yeah. I'm like, we met in the Circle K garage and then <laughs> uh, we went for a walk in Phoenix Park. Everything was nice, grand. There was not real spark there. We both kind of knew we didn't have to say anything. Like, we sent a few texts after, but then it kind of fizzled out. It's like, just basically goes to each other, which is fine. Mm. This is life. It happened. Then two days later, he decides to message me and tells me, I, I've been thinking the last few days. and I don't think that we get on. Um, there wasn't a really spark there for me. Like, why are you telling me this? I know. I haven't texted you in two days. <laughs> like... Why did you feel the need to tell me that there was no spark and that you had a good time with me and we were just friends? Just ghost me like a normal person. Don't make me feel like such a dickhead. But you, I'm like, how dare you think that I like you, hon? I haven't texted you, text you in two days. You brought me to a Circle K garage with a chicken and stuffing sandwich and a scaldy coffee. <laughs> Oh, he was trying to save face. He was yeah. trying to be the one. I did the dumping there. That's what he was doing. I know. I'm like, I'm excuse you. I'm like, I went on that day to make myself feel better. And now I feel absolutely worse. And I'm so fucking frustrated by this scenario. Are you now being triggered every time you see a circle? Okay. Every time. Every time you see a chicken and stuff with sandwich, you're like. <laughs> Yeah, every time I see, I'm like, yeah, every time I just throw it around, I throw it in Circle K Guards, just <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> he oh sounds like a keeper, so. All back was, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, screw you. I was, I was close enough to doing like an Aoife McGregor. <laughs> the neck! <laughs> see you! The neck of you! Hey, there Take you, me to Circle K. How dare you? Yeah. Also, let's put it out here. It was also my pride was hurt that he had sent that message. <laughs> like, I know, it was more my pride. It was my pride. I'm like, I'm like I can't believe. I can't believe he got sent that message. And I'm, 
I'm now having to respond. That is, that's a bit of a, like, he wasn't really out to impress, was he? Like, buying, no. whatever with the coffee, but the chicken and stuff and sandwich, one of those packaged. Oh, oh, the process sandwich. Oh, man. You know, we've got romance has not come back to life in the pandemic, girls. Let me tell you that. Uh, no, definitely, definitely I haven't, not. I haven't gone, I haven't gone, I haven't gone a date since. This is just before Christmas. I haven't gone a date since. So. You think after six months of talking to each other, you at least would have a bit of cracker or whatever, but it just obviously didn't transfer over. No, didn't translate, you know. Maybe it was my butterfly. I was thinking that maybe my butterfly crutches take them off. It was too much for him to handle. I mean, he was a farmer from me. I'm there with like butterflies on my sticks. He's like, who is Paddy, this I feel lad? like over text, you'd be exactly the same as you're in person. So I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And like we had calls and everything. But um, I'm just more pissed off that he, just, he had the audacity to text me that message. I know. And you're just like, oh, fuck. If I thought this message was coming, I would have got in there first. Yeah, yeah. I know. Same. That is literally what it is. I'm like, bollocks. <laughs> now he can tell his friends that he don't me so no more online dating for a while then uh, look I was on gr- I was a bottle of wine de- uh, deep down I was on grinder about three weeks ago <laughs> and I, I didn't meet up with anyone don't worry <laughs> but um, yeah no I was you know a good text here and there to, to like to help with the loneliness of lockdown you have to yeah oh as soon as I have one drink in me I'm like Sure, just check Tinder. Sure, why not? Yeah, standing stunning pictures, at- selfies. You're like, oh my god, why do I think that was nice? You think you look like Nicole Scherzinger? You look like Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just always look at who I've matched with. I'm like, why do I say yes for that cretin? Beer goggles must have been oh, glued oh, onto oh, me eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it mad? The more drinks you get into, it, the more people look attractive. You're like, ah, oh, do you know what? I probably was. Yeah, standards just start slipping, slipping, yeah. slipping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was wearing a red jumper, and I like the color red. Yeah, yeah. super like. Do you know what? I didn't notice before, but he has good eyebrows. <laughs> good eyebrows, that lads. Yeah. Thinking, he has I'm, his I'm own teeth. <laughs> are the lads on Grinder the same as Tinder? Where a lot of them are like, "Come over, um, cooking dinner, and all this." And you're like, "It's a pandemic." I regard we're doing the McDonald's drive-through and sitting in the drive in the driveway of McDonald's. Is this how we're doing the dinner? <laughs> Well, I'd enjoy McDonald's, but I don't want... Yeah, so would I, actually. I just thought of that on the spot, and I'm like, well, I love McDonald's. <laughs> oh, God. I know, Paddy, you're super busy, and you've got other stuff going on, but before we end up, we've been asked in the last couple of times, if we guess on, who is your ideal man? If it was, like, a celebrity or somebody, if you could oh, whoever you wanted, who would it be? My ideal man. Okay, do you know? This is a... Okay, I would probably do Chris O'Dowd. Oh, I love Chris O'Dowd. Mm-hmm. And I also like, um, what's his name? He was in the ham ads. He was like a real, like red hair, beard farmer. And he's like, oh, you'll see him. Like he's the, hold on, I'm going to try to get him on my phone. So I can say <laughs> Google. He does the board, he does the board Bia ads. And he's like. Oh, I know the guy um, you're talking about. In the ads, in the ham ads, in the Borbi ads, yeah. And he's like, well, I like, he's like 100% pirate. <laughs> but let's go Chris O'Dowd, because your listeners will be like, who the fuck, you like someone from the ham ads? No, you see, oh, you are realistic. Um, see, you're looking at the, you're like, who could I actually come up across in my real life? I could meet. I love Chris O'Dowd because I could laugh me into bed. I mean, I'm knickers off my legs, Brad. Chris O'Dowd, I think, would be gas crack as well as cute 
Yeah, totally. You need that good balance. I don't want some Adonis with a shit personality. Yeah, you know? yeah. Do you remember when you were like yeah. seventeen and all, when you were asked if somebody was like, "Oh, what are you into?" You'd be like, "Massive ride." Now you're like, "He needs mm. to be good crack." I can't be sitting there in a pub with my yeah. friends and him and yeah. him being a- like look stunning. But after the first ten shags, I mean, that would be gone. <laughs> Get the 10 out of the way first and then get rid of it. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about, Rosie. I know. I fancy him as well. Red hair, beard. I think what you're talking about is he kind of like Michael Fassbender-esque. Yeah. I do do like it. Obviously, I do like a kind of, I like a ginger, you know, ginger. And I like curly hair, like a curl in the hair and good crack to them. Yeah, so there we go. There's your criteria: ginger, curly so hair. If anyone looks, if anyone looks like the guy from the Hamad or Chris O'Dowd or has ginger, curly hair, and, and sh- thinks they're good crap, who doesn't want to go and have a chicken and stuff and sandwich? Yeah, and doesn't think coffee from oh, the yeah, Circle K is the best you can thing make ever. The day better than it, the day better than the Circle K garage. That'd be great. I just, I just thought maybe he thought he was being romantic because you were on the circle. You're in a circle, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a reach, that's, I mean, that's that's really looking at the glass half full there, Nicola. Really looking at the glass half full there, Nicola. I mean, you know, there's 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 lots to miss, and then there's you, Nicola. I mean, we didn't know. There's no way that lad is thinking that. <laughs> Let me let me, let me lie in my let me let me lie in my anger. Hate that. Sorry, I just was like, oh maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you were I was like, no, Nicola, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> shut it all the way down. <laughs> the likelihood is the chicken and stuffing sandwich came free with the coffee. That's probably more realistically what yeah. happened. <laughs> Damn. Well, that chicken and stuffing sandwich is still in his car because I left it there. Walking <laughs> away. I hope. Yeah. It's oh. like remember just to just to remind him of me. Yeah. Every time he reaches and sees that passenger seat, he's gonna go, Paddy could have been here. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure he's <laughs> could have had it all. Yeah. <laughs> oh Paddy, you've been so much crack, you've cheered up my evening. Oh yeah. thank you. It's thank been, you it's so been much great for talking with Thank you as well. Allow, and you've been like two agony ants to me. <laughs> Allow me just to spout my shite <laughs> and my frustration on dating and life. When would it ever get better? Oh, no, I'm joking. We'll do it night, George, when this is all over. 100%. Yes. 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 I mean, I love it. Forward. Listen, darling. For real. Thank you. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Bye. 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 So once again, thank you so much to Van Smith for uh, giving us uh, his time. I know he's super, super busy. So it was great to have that chat with him. I love that he was in his onesie um, on screen as we were chatting to him. (laughs) And me and you were texting beforehand being like, I look like shit. Like I look like actual shit. And (laughs) and we had no time because we brought work and we're like, we just don't have any time to, to change or make ourselves look decent. And then he was so comfortable in his onesie. I was so jealous that I don't have one. Yeah, raging with jealousy. I haven't had one like since, like we had ones in Australia where it was like 30 degree heat, but not one here when it's like snowing and minus one outside. <laughs> well, I still have back home my onesie that used to, do you remember the one that I got that had like a, a thing on the arse that you could 
take off. <laughs> so you didn't have to slap. Like, so you didn't have to take off the whole onesie to go to the toilet. And it was, I was like, no, I obviously did because like that just was so weird to me. But a friend of ours, Andrew in Australia, wore it one time and stretched the shit out of it with his big Welsh head. So I was like, I still sometimes uh, throw it on when I'm at home. But I'm like, it's been stretched enough now. He's six, what, one or two, and I'm five one, so it's a bit baggy now on me. Yeah. But I'd love it right now. It's, it's been extended. <laughs> yeah, I know. Second freezing. Um, but that was just such a gas chat with Paddy, and he brought something up. Obviously, you've all heard there about his, his Circle K <laughs> date that he had, and it got us thinking about what gives you the ick. Um, so we kind of threw it out there uh, to the listeners. So some people sent us in messages. Some people sent us in some recordings. But I'm wondering, Nicola, what gives you the ick? Oh, God. So many things. Um, <laughs> the list is so long. Well, I remember a date I was on years ago and that I got the ick halfway through is because he wouldn't stop asking me questions. Like, he wouldn't answer any about himself. And I was like, I'm sick of bloody talking about myself. Like, I don't, I felt like I was at a job interview as opposed to a date. And I was like, oh, and I'm just every time he asked me another one, I just feel myself just getting more and more sour and just being like, I was about an hour and a half into this date. And I was like, I'm sick of talking about myself. Please, just anything else. Talk about sport. I don't care. Just not about me. But in general, the ick, um, anyone who has a picture of Conor McGregor, that usually gives me the yes. ick. That's an immediate swipe left for me if I'm on an app. Yeah, same. Smoking, I I, I don't like it. I wouldn't give it an instant mm. ick, but I really don't like it. Yeah. But that gives me the ick. Uh, you, know, you know, like if you're at a bar or restaurant, if the person is rude to a waiter or a member of staff, oh, uh, yeah. it's like an immediate, like, no. Or if they're in a sh- you're in a shop with them and they're rude to a person or anything like that, that just like is a big red flag to me. It's like, oh, yeah. oh my God, like this to this person. You know, what are they like normally? Hate that. I think I've mentioned that on this before about the time that I was with the, my, uh, this guy I was seeing in Australia and he was really rude to the waitress. And I just, oh my God, I was so angry. I was like, what? that is an ick factor. But like more like, you know, when you see something on a, on a night or on a night out or when you see someone on a date or on, on an app, is there something that you like, you go, you know, I hate gingers or I hate... Do you, know, do you know what I used to hate? I used to hate, and you know, it, Paul Meskel from Normal People has changed my perception, but I, I used to always hate chains. I'm like a lot wearing a chain. Or like um like a sovereign, you know what I mean? Like or a cross necklace or no, I can't I yeah. can't. That's an immediate turn off. Also, sorry to any country lads still styling out this look, but like boot cut jeans with a brown shoe with a checkered shirt. I can No, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine no. with that. I love no. it. I love culture lads, so I'm like, yeah, more the merrier. Stick on the brown belt with the brown, with the blue jeans. Oh, no. Go on. Elite yeah. slim fitching. The bootleg doesn't need to happen. At oh, least it does. <laughs> I don't like when the culture lads are too hipster because then I'm like, no, you're from East Kerry. Like, I want you to be real Kerry. I want you to not be able to understand what you're saying. And I want it to be like, oh, look at them jeans. They're from 1972. I just, oh, I love it. I find that really hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, an, it's a no for me. And that in the next case, I think Paul Meskel just has totally 
I mean, look, it's Paul Meskel. Like, how often do you see a Paul Meskel looking lad out on a night out? Well, you don't see anyone now at the moment, but like, yeah. wearing, wearing a chain like that and still looking attractive. Most oh. guys who wear those chains are, no, oh, they're not it, for me. For clothes wise, I hate those lads that wear the Geordie Shore t shirts, you know, with the really deep V. <laughs> Or a white beer. Oh, oh no! Bomb. Really tight. I cannot got be the dealing with hanging those. out. Yeah, that's a no, lads. You know, especially if you're Irish, right? Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. I love that some people send us in voice notes. I think that's brilliant, and I really appreciate them. We'll, we'll should we play one of them? Will we? Yeah, yeah. Go on, play one there, and we'll 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 talk about whether we agree or not. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's have an hour listen to this one. It's Katie Price here. I really hate it when my men don't divorce me when I want them to divorce me or marry me when I want them to marry me. There's only one pricey and I'm a... <laughs> do, we, do we think that was actually Katie Price? <laughs> Katie Price there, big fan of Date or Gonna Date. Um, thank you so much for getting it well, speak, Katie, I have to say to you, if it is you, most of the fellas she dates are instant icks to me, except for Peter, obviously, because he's a total legend. Um, oh, my God, that made me think of what is an ick for me, a man wearing fake tan. Oh, yeah, gross. Just no, 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 not, not, no, just yeah. no. Or has veneers. Oh, my God, awful. Oh God, you see them always in Love Island and you're like, yes, <laughs> they look like they've gone to Turkey and gone the teeth, the teeth drawn and tan. And I just, oh my God, it's it's awful. Anybody who goes on Love yeah. Island is an instant ick to me. What they, that whole Love Island look ick. Like give me the brown belt with the bootleg jeans any day over <laughs> the lad that wears what Curtis would be no wearing when he was on it. No, thanks. No, Mm-mm. I'd rather Curtis. You heard country. your first lad, Nicholas, open to your, your bootlegging country life ways. So get in touch immediately because you do not give her the ick. You give her the fun floors as Mara would say. Be my Curtis from Cork rather than the Curtis that we saw on the island. Um, a lot of a lot of girls actually said they had like you know like small hands or like like tiny hands, tiny fingers. So that really freaked them out and gave them a neck. Quite a few people messaged in and said that. Another thing that came in quite Girls. a lot was hygiene. Well, you know, no one's going to fancy someone if they smell like an arse. You know what I mean? So like that's Jen. I think that's across the board, male and female. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, keeping your teeth clean, you know, your fingernails. You oh, know. God. Flashback to a friend of ours. <laughs> you know this story. A friend of ours was seeing this fella who loved to drink many, many Red Bulls a day and didn't brush his teeth. Yeah. But, no, no, bad times. Do we have any other uh, recordings there? I think we may do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, here's one. What gives me the absolute ick about a fella is if he wears jewellery. Like if a guy, like if I was on a blind date with a fella and he turned up wearing a ring or a bracelet, like I don't know what I would do. I would judge him immediately and then hope he made up for it. But like jewellery, like Prince Harry wears jewellery and it's not okay. Do you know what I mean? So like you can't wear it, do you know? Like a chain I think I can live with because he can't really see it. But no, jewellery is gross. 
So she the opposite of me. Yeah. She agrees with you on the jewellery, but she doesn't mind the chain. Yeah. I mean, definitely if someone came with like rings on, well, especially, you know, if they're wearing a wedding ring, that would be quite awkward. But um, <laughs> but like, you know, any sort of rings or bracelets or anything like that, as we know, somebody we, we used to know, they're fairly swear that skull. <laughs> That skull ring. Um, oh so. God, God! Why did you even remind me of that disgusting <laughs> ring? I'm sorry. He'd been wearing that ring was embedded on him. He'd been wearing oh, that since he was a goth age thirteen. <laughs> awful, awful. A watch is fine. Watch is grand. Um, I just, yeah, I personally don't know how I feel about uh, about anything else now. To be fair. That same girl um, sent us another one, which I haven't listened to yet. I just saw it there. So we'll play this one and see what other thing gave her the ick. Um, something that gives me the absolute ick about a fella is if he drinks too much or if he takes any form of drugs. I'm just like, jog on. Gross. Get away from me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, totally fair. I mean, look, we have lived our mad partying lives and like drank lots of stuff. But like when you get to her age, I mean, I certainly wouldn't like to be, especially in this situation. Imagine being home with somebody who like drinks at this time. Super difficult. And drugs. Yeah, no, drugs would be kind of a no-no for me. Yeah, for sure. The drinking would only really bother me if it was like more than three days a week. Like, do you know what I mean? If this was a thing that you're like, that he couldn't, like he was getting trashed like, three days a week that's a bit much like and it was every yeah. week you just be like messy yeah, yeah. the drugs thing definitely I have no interest I don't give a shit like these people are going around going I'm not sure if I'll get the vaccine but I'll stuff cocaine up my nose that I came through someone's arse in Dublin airport chug on Pam yeah no, yeah no. exactly yeah, somebody did say weird shoes, which is uh, what caused me on my second date, eons back, to have a fight with the guy who made me cry because I slagged off her shoes. So uh, I, I too agree. Weird shoes, turn <laughs> off. Well, that that's that, you know, you two have something there. I don't know if I'd even notice the shoes, <laughs> but I do. I definitely would notice the drugs thing. Now I have to be honest on that one. Um, yeah, I see. I'm kind of like. If you have your own style, go for it. Like, and plus, by the time that this is over, like, you could literally be wearing your pajamas into the pub night. Like, oh, he's right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Very true. We have um, another couple of recordings. Let me play one of them here. Hey, gals. Um, I guess something that I would hate on the first date is if the other person goes on about past dates or past relationships too much I know it might come up maybe in conversation like once or twice but especially on the first date it's just such a major turn off um, especially if they're coming on real strong it's like hold on no thanks Ooh, two good ones there yeah, I that actually the whole talking bad about your ex and stuff like that came in from a couple of people as well. And I do think, yeah, I mean, that would put me off because it seems like you're a bit of a red flag. And like, even if you were hurt by your ex or they did something bad for you, I don't think your first date is the place for that chat. That is something down the line if you want to discuss. But that's that. Yeah, that would be. That would be a bit of a red flag to me, I think. 
I don't think that they should be mentioned really at all on the first date. Like that's something that you maybe second date, third date, bring up and kind of go with. Like you can talk about, oh, how long are you single? I broke up with Jim Bob there, whatever, many years ago, blah. Um, be like, but sure, we just won't get into that anyway. And who wants to, or you can just be like, oh, who wants to talk about stuff like that? Um, I think first date, because you could go on 25 first dates and you really want to rehash that story 25 times. Like, no, do it when you're actually like, like the person. And then you can talk about it. Um, and also what that who, that guy was, said there to us about the coming on too strong. Oh my God, there's nothing more like that of an ick factor than someone who fancies you too much. <laughs> right, yeah. It's funny, like, because people kind of mentioned like neediness and, you know, like anything too much. And I just, uh, it's hard sometimes because sometimes I think as well, like as Irish people, are we just not used to as well, like people being nice to us? You know what I mean? Like as in people complimenting us and stuff. So we immediately kind of just get our you know, our backs up almost in a way because we're like, oh, this can't be right. This person's a fucking lying bastard. I'm an ugly bitch. How dare you say I'm not? How dare you? You know, um, this is just that thing of like Irish people not being able to accept a compliment. Like, obviously, if it's too much, obviously it's too much. But I do wonder sometimes if we're just like, we're not willing or open to accept like someone just being genuinely nice to us. You know? Well, I tell you this. When someone messages me on dating apps or whatever, or if I'm texting somebody and they're like, darling, first of all, if a guy calls me darling, that oh. is it. I'm like, throw up in my mouth. Get away from me. That is disgusting. That is what I call my like grannies or, you know, old women call each other darlings. That's yeah. no, that is not a sexy word. No nicknames straight off the bat. Like we don't know each other. Yeah, like lads who got messed you, hey hon. I'm like, that's yeah, what girls no. call each other. No, don't come in with me like, hey hon, how are you? how's your weekend? Don't know yet. Don't call me that. Vomit. That's like, no. I'm like, oh God, oh sweetie. Oh my God, don't ever call anybody sweet. No. no. We're like, when they're like, oh, hey, babe. I'm like, I don't know you. That's yeah. not, you know, that is, you know, if, you, if you're going with someone for a, a while and you want to, you know, give them an affectionate nickname or whatever, that's fine. Tony messaging me off the bat on Tinder calling me any of, any of the, the things we've just listed here. My name well, is Roshi. That is what yeah. you should use. Our next uh, our next voice note comes from somebody who had another nickname thrown at her. So let's have let's see what she was being called. Hey, gals. I'm loving this topic. I had the complete ick from a guy who I hadn't even met, but we were texting on Plenty of Fish and then we moved to WhatsApp and it was going so well. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is this is going to be the fella. And uh, then he started sending me voice notes and kept calling me a sausage and a silly sausage. And then he sent me a video of him rapping along to some music in traffic. And I was like, oh, that traffic's really bad. And he was just like, how is my rapping, though? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was just like, my rapping in the last video, you sausage. Go back and listen to it, you silly sausage. So, yeah, needless to say, between the rapping and the silly sausage, it was a no from me. Sorry, Irish lads and rapping. No. No, it's so embarrassing. Irish, Irish lads and terrible nicknames. Stop, stop! Like they just. Do you oh think that God. she was sitting at home going, 
Wow, he can rap and he called me silly sausage. Give me a shot. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, how quickly can I block this person? First of all, if he did the rapping thing in a funny way, you'd be like, right, this is a bit of crack. Like if he was taking the piss out of himself. But if he's like, no, seriously, what did you think of that? I'd be like, wow. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. And the silly sausage. Oh my God, I'm watching The Masked Singer. So all I keep thinking of is the person who's dressed up as a sausage. But like, <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. I'm so, I'm cringing for this fella. Yeah, maybe it was, maybe it was DJ Spiral, you know? <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's your man that raps outside Penny's and he's like about 45 and he just be rapping about the drugs in Dublin. Maybe it's him. Oh my God. I think the only person I've ever like known myself or seen on TV calling people sausages is your man who was on Celebrity Big Brother. What's his name? He's on my my big fat gypsy wedding. He's a uh, the traveller guy. Oh, Paddy. Um, Paddy. I can't remember his second name, but yeah. He called Edward silly sausages. And like, th- that's the only time I can think of it. Like, <laughs> what time of it is, is someone using that? Like, or like a parent skull, like joking with a child. But definitely not like for, for like a romantic love connection. <laughs> See, what's weird about for all the times I've been with people, most, pretty much every fella I've ever been with has called me by my surname. Like, yeah. everyone. And like, obviously I'm not going to exp- say my surname here to you guys, but imagine my surname was Burn. They'd call me Bernie. So like, literally, every single, every single one. Uh, one guy used to call me showbiz because apparently I knew a lot about showbiz and like I mean he could be writing a love message to me like hey showbiz <laughs> I'm like yeah. okay and this guy when I was a teenager he used to always call me kid now he was one year older than me so <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of liked it I kind of liked that one he'd be like here hey kid and I kind of I like that I don't know why I liked it but I liked it <laughs> I I'm glad no one uses my surname for nickname. <laughs> I'm laughing. The only people that are going to get that is you know? <laughs> yeah. You know my Robin's surname is um, obviously because I'm Roisin. Like you get Row, Row Row is kind of, but that's more of a family thing or people I'm close with. You know, if some some guy I just start talking to on Tinder start calling me Row Row, I'd be a bit like slightly freaked out by that so like that kind of feels like a but row is really like the most I get but now I don't like any babes sweethearts sweetie darling hon honey bun oh bae I absolutely fucking hate bae I know we use that kind of jokingly between ourselves but I mean if somebody if a man was to say that to me I'd be sick in my mouth truly yeah it's, it's one of those ones it's uh, tongue in cheek like you only use that but like I actually think the only time any guy was with me called me by my first name or called me Nick was like when they were they've done something and they're like yeah. or if they're like she's going to go mental on me like that is honest to god the only time anyone did like I remember meeting this will tell you I remember meeting um, this guy who was dating I was meeting this guy who was dating his friends and his sister and um, we're there I was at a party do you remember the party oh, where oh, you and Michelle got oh, right yes. so that you could make sure that if I did anything embarrassing, it wouldn't be as embarrassing as what you guys did because you're so drunk. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Tampons everywhere. They thought that was where we had a tampon discussion, was, I believe. Yeah, there was a tampon discussion and also we lost a bottle of vodka in the taxi. How? I don't know. And we made the guy I was dating to go down to the office and buy us a new one. <laughs> 
all the power I had when I was younger. I think we were like, it was a really high end one. It was a really high end one we bought. Yeah. Yeah. I think he got us Grey Goose or something, did he? Yeah, I think he did. And we bought like the equivalent of Tesco's finest. <laughs> Uh, ours had it was just own brand label but um, I remember going in I was talking to the friends and you know trying to make my best impression the first time meeting them and basically getting you guys drunker and drunker just so that I looked like really sober in class and uh, they told me that the first time they heard about me they thought I was a boy because every time he talked about me he called me by my surname and like he came right up then about 20 minutes later and he was like hey as I, I'll use Bernsey again hey Bernsey I've been looking for you and they're like, do you not know her by her actual name? Being that you guys are, you know, dating. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, I think I find it really weird if he did. And then anytime he did, I was like, what's wrong? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Something's happened. Yeah. Something's wrong. Um, so did we get any, what else were people saying on the Instagram? Because you were looking at it about what the ick that it was. Yeah. Um, like the whole McGregor thing, which we've mentioned obviously has come up which is like like we've both said that's a big big red flag um, somebody <laughs> mentioned that they met two guys in real life social distance last year they were much shorter than their profile and she could not get over it um, which look if you're tall I can totally I can totally understand um, I'm such a short arse that generally the height thing is not too difficult you know to follow but guys 100% lie because even though it doesn't matter to me when I have met fellas like on the social distance dates last year I know for a fact they're not as tall as they told me they written their profile it doesn't matter to me because I'm short but I, even I know as a short arse, um, I don't think you're six foot. You're, da- you're, you're definitely not six foot. So if you were tall, I could imagine that that would be quite quite the bugbear. Guys, you need to just stop lying about it. You, you're going to get found out. Just don't lie. You're going to get you're going to get found out. Yeah. It's, and it's such an obvious instant lie. The minute we see you, we're going to know you're not, oh, unless so you're sitting down. Somebody said like, if a guy kissed the back of their hand, who does that? Does anybody still do that? I don't think that would That's be a bad weird. thing. That's kind of like polite. I wouldn't have thought it. I wouldn't have thought it was a thing. I wouldn't have thought like anybody did that. But Although, I'm assuming because she wrote it in. Imagine it, uh, the only thing about that that would really creep me out is if instead of they kissed your hand, they licked your hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With their unhygienic teeth. <laughs> With a can of Red Bull in the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be so funny. Please, I really feel like that's something you'd see on naked camera on those shows where somebody licks the other person's yeah. hand. <laughs> Although please, in these times, don't be licking anyone's hands, okay? COVID rules still apply, people. Um, a lot of people when they were, so a couple of people wrote about things, you know, like on dates. A couple of people said stuff about, you know, um, like kind of not paying or kind of being rude about paying or you know that like if you're out for a drink it's always nice for the guy maybe to get the first one like that they're fine to get the next one so the one after that but, uh, they always think it's it's nice I suppose like it, sometimes it just feels like maybe someone's a bit stingy if they don't kind of make make some sort of offer towards that somebody also said chewing with their mouth open which yeah. oh my god my <laughs> Someone I know who's going to be listening to this uh, dumped her uh, boyfriend back when she was a teenager because because of the way he ate curry chips. (laughs) Hey, look, that tells you a lot about a man, right? Yeah. Mouth open, staring, 
Wiley, no, no, not attractive. He got ditched. He got ditched. Um, somebody else said, like, basically not walking them back to the, to the car or, like, to the taxi or whatever after a date. And I would add to that, like, not texting somebody after a date. I don't care if you want to see them again or if you don't want to see them again. I think it's a courtesy to just message a person, just make sure they got home safely. And then, like, if you don't want to see them, that's fine. But I think it's really rude to not kind of, like, see someone off after a date and just like send them a quick message and just be like hope you got a home okay do you know kind of way yeah, yeah bad manners that. and all that come up a lot on the Instagram you know that manners are really important and I think it is it is awful and then the last one I have here which I think we will both agree with but you in particular was that um, when the man arrived her dog was barking and he said shut up you stupid fucker and she said that was an instant <laughs> An instant no. She hadn't opened the door yet, so I don't think she he knew that she heard him. I wouldn't open the door. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, the, uh, open, open the, the, the letterbox being like, fuck off, I'll set my dog after you. Yeah, or I'd be shout out, you shut up, you ugly fucker, and then literally be like, bye, no bye. way. Fuck right off. No time for that. I am all about the animals. So sad, pal, if you're going to be mean, it's not happening. No, no. Any sort of rudeness or like, oh yeah, I can't, like anybody being horrible to animals, no. No, don't like that. I I just thought of something else unrelated to animals. (laughs) What gives you the ick? You know when, and it kind of goes back to what that guy said in the voice note, you know when you're on a date and like, or like you meet someone and like they're mad for obviously the right because you know they're, that's fine but when they're just like you're like oh you're kind of being polite and going no no not tonight or whatever and they're being they think you're being cute and being like oh I can convince her and they just don't take the hint oh, that's an instant for me I'm like yeah. I never want to see you again to pushiness like that again is a red flag a person who's like that is not can't be good for you or can't be, I don't think is a good person a person who doesn't take no for an answer run Run, get in that taxi or wherever you're going (laughs) and go, go, go. But yeah, 100%. Current ick for me is when guys are like, hey, I'm just a live alone. Feel free to come over. Vomit, pandemic, get out. I'm not catching a a global pandemic disease that's killing people just so I can see you. Nah. And and God knows what else. Because like if that's their attitude during like what are they like with other stuff did you see that like the cases of chlamydia and gonorrhea went up this year and despite everyone being in lockdown like how how here oh because yeah. i saw on the news the other day that fbi medication's gone down they're not getting the medication but they're getting the disease that's what it is the bastards they're like oh, i don't need the medication Christ. i'm not going to be not going to be seeing anyone <laughs> lovely, lovely i did love also on that uh report that they did uh, that sales of ice cream and large chocolate bars were up 40 percent. so well done ireland i am proud of you <laughs> yeah and razors are gone down and so are lipstick <laughs> <laughs> men are not shaving and neither are the women <laughs> oh yeah oh god yeah no these legs thanks to god no one sees them no so look the weather is still bad there's absolutely no reason to get involved with that until the situation changes so I've just they... given every lad listening to this the ick by just saying that we've got yeah, probably probably um, <laughs> hey look you've got hairy legs too lads I mean come on all the lads in the bootleg jeans that were going to text me are now like no she's got hairy no, legs no. Mom, so. they're backing away from their phones slowly but surely 
But do um, do keep the voice notes coming in to us. The email is daresgonnadayirl at gmail.com. We're going to be talking yeah. Hinge in the next episode. So do send your Hinge stories into us. You know, what the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell us about the profiles. Tell us about the fellas you've, our girls you've matched with. Tell us all about it. Um, or if you just got a general story you think needs to be heard by the people of Ireland. Send yep. us a voice note. We're loving them. Um, and yeah, thanks to, I mean, we're getting new followers all the time. Our listenership is going up piece by piece or person by person, should I say, piece by <laughs> Kelly Clarkson on I was going to say, all right, Kelly Clarkson there. Peace <laughs> by peace. <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you can, if you have time, if you have two minutes, if you could share this podcast with somebody you know who doesn't listen, you think they would find some enjoyment enjoyment from it send it to or if you can't do that if you've got an iPhone go on to iTunes give us a, a review uh, give us a, a five star rating obviously because why would you give us anything less um, and in the comments you can put anything there that you want if you want to some people will basically put in the last message they've received either from their partner or somebody they're talking to on Tinder or whatever and it, it looks really funny when you go and look at the reviews so if you could do that we'd really appreciate it yeah, one of the uh, most latest reviews we got, it certainly has, it relates to the ick and she was writing basically about the last message she got was because she went on a coffee date with this guy pre-lockdown. It was okay, but within an hour of the date ending, she went back to work and out of nowhere, he sent her not just a dick pic, but a video. And she said, he texted her a few weeks ago saying, if it wasn't for COVID, we could be married. And this is from Sarah, Sarah B. She's put herself down and she goes, it's got nothing to do with home at home. Love that. That is class. Ew. Oh my God. I just love that. It's so funny. Somebody is just coming on going, will I read? Will I listen to this podcast? They see that. And they're like, love it. Love it. So please do keep sending in the last message received from your boyfriend, girlfriend, dating app, online dating. I just love reading them. There's one here, just a normal review. And it's from Welcome to Winter saying only started listening yesterday evening on episode five today thanks girls you're listening great to listen to feeling fairly lonely and at the moment and it's nice to not feel so alone experiences you're around my age so it's good to hear something relatable it can be so hard guy i'm dating a couple of months a couple of months is now giving me silent treatment nice to know i'm not the only one in my 30s good luck with the dating and i'm like girl uh, keep listening we're coming there right we're right there with you yeah and somebody as well it was like can we be mates gals on the prowl uh, look listen lads when we can unite again we probably will have to do some sort of gayers gonna date piss up of, of, of some <laughs> sort because my god the amount of people who are dying for a night out but yeah look listen guys we really appreciate all the messages and everything like that it does feel like a little little community you know that we we have here and you are all super super supportive um, and we've been really lucky that you know everybody's been really sound you know I'm sure yeah. we'll get some dickhead eventually but you know everybody's been really sound and really kind and we just really appreciate it because it's hard lockdown is hard it's hard for everyone and like seeing your messages seeing those reviews I mean they just lift like both our spirits I think your little message makes little little me and little Roisin have a little buzz at a time that I'm not getting a buzz from any Tinder messages or anything else bloody like that so <laughs> you know if you're like me and not getting any messages leave us a review that will be our flirtation between us but we'll quit the begging we'll quit the begging now and thanks to anyone who's just found us today because you're a fan of Patty and Patty of course yep. and I think we've talked enough Roisin I'm getting a bit of the ick yeah, talking yeah. enough to you now so 
it's bye from me. <laughs> I don't know, Arthur, you're probably going to get the ick doing this editing. So best of luck. Godspeed. Slow the phone. You can leave it there. <laughs> Talk to you all soon. Good luck to you. Bye.